It's my birthday this month. My, my physical birthday and also my spiritual birthday. Because 50 years ago, in April 1972, I committed my life to Jesus. I asked him to come in and take over and please make something of this mess of my life. Rewind. I had everything a young girl could possibly want. I had a great job. I had a lovely flat. I had money in the bank. Um, I had lots of friends. And I was having a great time. But there were times when I would lie in my bed at night and think there's something missing. I've got all this material stuff. It should make me happy. Why is there a void in my life? There's something missing. So I tried standing on my head and contemplating my navel, but all it did was give me a headache and I gave that up. So then I decided to drop out and become a hippie. <laughs> uh, it was the 60s after all. Uh, I gave up my flat, I sold all my possessions, I got rid of my car, I bought a pair of blue jeans and a tie-dye t-shirt, um, I burnt my bra, uh, <laughs> that's what we all did, um, I bought a backpack and um, a sleeping bag and I went hitchhiking around the world for two and a half years. I slept on park benches, I slept in cemeteries, occasionally when I really needed a bath I booked in at a youth hostel and had a shower. I drove tractors in Europe. I worked in a fish factory in Helsinki in Scandinavia. I starred in a movie in Turkey. Um, <laughs> and I lived on a nudist island in Greece. <laughs> uh, I led a life of drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Fast forward a number of years, and I'm now married to this gorgeous English hunk. We've got two children, and life is great. And my husband comes home one day and says, God is calling me into full-time ministry. Freak. Freak. He'd actually, strangely enough, studied theology. He was at Oxford University, and he'd studied theology just as an extra subject. He was a non-believer, but it was just an extra subject. So now he felt God wanted him to go back so for three years, he went to study again um, to do it as a believer. And it was an incredible time because we had no back door. We had to rely on God for absolutely everything, for every provision in every way. And God was so faithful. We learned to trust him no matter what we were going through. And for 38 years after that, we pastored churches. We uh, ran churches. We established churches. We were very blessed to travel a lot internationally. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Japan, in Tokyo, at a church there, and we were very blessed. But four years ago, uh, Roger went to heaven. He went home to Jesus. And I remember sitting with him right near the end, and I said to him, well, doll, one thing you can know. When you get up there, Jesus is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And he held my hand and he said, no, Jesus is with me now. He's going to walk through the veil with me. It was absolutely incredible. I had to learn to trust Jesus no matter what. It was a hard time. But I have learned over the last 50 years about trusting God. It's all about trusting God. I've had good times. I've had sad times. I've had hard times. I've had hurtful times, which you get in the ministry. 
I've had scary times. I've had difficult times. But God has always been there for me. Even when I've doubted. Even when I've turned my back on him. Even when I've been concerned and overly worried. He's brought me through. And he's taught me, trust me. You know, we've been looking at Exodus. And I want to tell you, as Gabe keeps telling us, God is still on the move. He's still bringing people out of their Egypts. That's such a lovely testimony that we just heard. Because we're all in Egypt. We've all been in Egypt, or we're going to be in Egypt. And God brings us through. He knows your current Egypt. And he wants to bring you through. He wants to deliver you. But you've got to trust him. Trust him, as we heard, to deliver you. Uh, He's still providing. He's still protecting. He's still forgiving. And he's still guiding us in our wilderness, just as he did with the children of Israel. And I must tell you, this world is our wilderness. Is it not? It's not our home. The chorus goes, that old chorus goes, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And God wants to bring us into the promised land. That's what it's all about. We're going through the wilderness. But he's promised if we are born again, we have a place in heaven prepared for us. And he's waiting to meet us. He never gave up on the rebellious, disobedient Israelites. And he never, ever gives up on us. Even when we turn away, God is faithful. He wants our trust. And the journey he takes us on is often not the one we would choose. It's often not comfortable. It's not easy. It's not short. But he provides daily manna. You know, God met the Israelites' earthly needs in unique ways. And he still does it in our wilderness. Each and every day. The manna was provided each day. They couldn't store it up. It was just for today. And that's how God wants us to live. He wants us to trust him day by day. Don't look at six years in advance. You'll never get there. Just take one day at a time. Trust him to provide for you for that day, for today. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, whatever your need is. Trust him just for today. Trust is a choice. It's not a feeling. And God wants us to live in trust. And I can testify that God is completely trustworthy. He continues to comfort me, to provide for me, to protect me, to encourage me, to lead me, to love me. But it's day by day. Can't store it up. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. Today. I have no family here. I am alone. My daughter lives in California. My son lives in Hilton. I have six grandchildren that I very seldom see because of distance. But I'm not alone. Jesus is with me. He's promised never to leave me and never to forsake me. And I want to challenge you today. One of my favorite verses is um, from Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. I took those when I became a Christian, and I still live by this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all you do, and he will make your paths straight. So we need to trust in him, lean on him, have confidence in him. And he will make your road clear. He'll tell you which path to take. The chorus goes, and I want to leave you with this. Trust 
and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And when you can't see his hand, trust his heart.